Ciao, ciao, everyone. Welcome to the Soulful Jewels podcast. So happy you chose to tune in today. If you're listening to this on the day it launches, then happy Father's Day. I could not be more excited and proud to have my own father on the show today. His name is Joseph Mark Poerio, and he's been a corporate attorney his whole life, also a father to four children, and has been been married to my mom for a very long time. I'll have to ask them how long, but I titled today advice from my dad because all my life, whenever all the highs, all the lows, no matter what I was calling and still do, I call my dad. He just is a wealth of knowledge and he's so wise. And one thing I love about him my whole life is that he's so open and just loving and really I've never felt judged from him. He's always been a huge supporter of me. Really like my parents have been my cheerleaders with chasing after my dreams and I'll I'll say have him talk about one of his quotes that has always stuck in my mind. But throughout my life, even giving advice to my friends, I always find myself saying, well, my dad once told me, my dad once told me, and I just have so many little pieces of advice from him that are gems that I've stored in my heart, and I just want to share them in hopes that they could help you and maybe become a little gold nugget of wisdom in your own life. I always laugh because my dad probably knows way more than he ever wanted to know. Like I was always calling my dad all college, just telling him everything. So we have a super great relationship and I'm just so grateful to have such an amazing dad. So I'm excited for you all to get to know him too. Hey dad, welcome to the show. Well, I'm certainly glad to be here with that introduction. I hope people keep listening because it sounds like you have an old corporate lawyer. (laughs) Who thinks he knows a lot. Yeah, super interesting, right? No, you do. So guys, one thing that's really fun is my dad has no idea what I'm going to say. So, well, he might know advice that I just overall love, but I'm going to say the advice that I've stored in my heart, and then we'll hear from my dad on if he has a story behind the advice, where did this advice come from, or he might say, I read it on Facebook and it was good. (laughs) Most of the advice comes from movies. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, interesting. (laughs) I'm going to learn too. We're all learning. Okay, so this is the advice that I was saying in your introduction. I repeat this to myself regularly. It's a big piece of advice I share. It's never be afraid to take a chance based off your own abilities. You know, a beautiful story behind that comes back to like 1980 and I was watching Good Morning America because my office was snowed out and I never watched that show. But the one morning I turned it on, um, they had this old guy on and he had been in the Spanish Civil War. He had swum across the English Channel. He had the most amazing life. And at the end, they asked him what his advice would be for the next generation. Mm -hmm. And that was what he said. Never be afraid to take a chance based on your own abilities. Oh, I love that. And one thing I also love too is like for, I feel like me and all the kids is that when asking advice kind of like on our career and where to go, you've always said like you have natural gifts and talents, like hone in to use them kind of, right? Well, and it's a beautiful thing because, you know, when you have your natural talents and you go with it, I think your life is so much smoother 
And if you try to be someone that you're not, Mm -hmm. and, you know, as an example, you know, if your talent is um, health and wellness and you try to become an internet security person, that's probably (laughs) a harder road to travel. Yeah, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. Okay, next quote. Kind of goes with that one. Be bold. Sometimes, okay, this isn't the exact quote, but be bold. Sometimes you have to take a leap of faith. So when I went to Penn State and was thinking about transferring and stuff, you kind of just told me, be bold. Well, you know, it's funny to think of Julie and I sharing our lives together because she made up her list of quotes and to be well prepared, I made up my list of quotes <laughs> and so far we're two for two. Oh, we'll have to see. But, but interestingly, when I wrote down that quote... Wait, I know what you're going to say. Oh, okay. Should we say it together? Go ahead. No, Let's you say, say it together. It. Okay. Three, two, one. If the status, status quote... quote isn't Isn't working you got to change the status status quo quo. and that's our first movie quote for today because that came from a movie that i made fun of and our son um to this day won't let me live it down because it's national treasure which um that was by john voigt um and i think it was one of the most insightful things i can remember because with julia in that case uh, she was deciding whether to transfer and i remember saying to her I think you should stay. And the look on her face was one of terror at that moment. And then I pointed to her and I said, Julia, that's why you got to change the status quo. Love it. Next question or next piece of advice. Set your expectations low and you'll always be pleasantly surprised. You know, I have lived by that my whole life. There is a flip side to it, which I always say which is if you set your expectations low enough, I can meet them. Um, (laughs) But going to the real advice there, which is I think you want to set yourself up for a life of pleasant surprises, that you want to be realistic. Um, If you're always thinking that you're going to hit a home run on every at-bat or everything will go 100% your way, your life will be full of disappointment. I had friends that used to come out of tests and I'd say, how did you do? And they'd be like, oh, I got 100 or an A+. Plus. And then they'd get a B or a C and they'd be depressed. I would come out and I would, in my heart, think I probably got a 90. And then if anyone asked me, I'd tell them I got an 80. And then if I got something higher, it was a nice surprise. So, anyway. <laughs> That's true. And even kind of like this just think, reminds me of even with like friendships, like putting expectations on other people, like expecting a friend to always do this. Like if they do go out of their way or reach out and check in, you're pleasantly surprised. But if you're setting these high expectations and then they're not meeting it, you're always disappointed. So it's like a nice surprise. That's a beautiful thought. Yes. Great. Next. Okay. Well, there's kind of two with this one. So I'll say both and then you can choose how you want to talk about it the princess rule and what goes with it too is my piece of advice i always put it on my instagrams from you the man for you will cross mountains to be with you yeah you know um, i hope not just every woman but every guy too Mm -hmm. has that view that you really need to be considered a precious person by whoever you're dating or whoever is after you because it's so tempting to compromise and to try to see the good side in somebody that you're attracted to or you've had a relationship with it's so hard to start over but the bottom line is if you're not being treated if you're a young woman like a princess probably the guy is not good enough for you which in a way leads to my other piece of advice which is 
Guys are like buses. There's another one along every five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but I do mean it in the sense that it's worth waiting for the right person. Mm-hmm. And, if, and it's so hard to walk away from that person who has good qualities, but they're just not right for you. I remember with Julia, I used to say with one fellow, he's a great guy, but he's not right for you. He's not treating you the way you deserve. And it's hard, but you got to walk away sometimes. Mm -hmm. And what I love too about that is like, if you're a parent, even listening, you give the advice, you say it, you keep repeating it. Probably my dad repeated it a million times to me, but you can't like put someone's clear glasses on for them. They'll, in their own timing, come to know it. And so still say the advice because then I would look back and I knew I, the advice was there. And to this day, I still appreciate it. But you know, you can't change or push someone. And my parents never did that. But I just finally came in my own timing to understand that advice and make the choices, you know? Anything else on the princess rule? No, I think we covered it. My only thought is if you're a parent, my dad would say, well, is he treating you like a princess? (laughs) And if I hesitated, that was kind of even my own answer. Like, oh, I shouldn't hesitate to that response. Probably my only other thought was you did find a prince, so it all worked out well. (laughs) I know. I was going to say, and Forrest treats me like a queen. (laughs) I answered that way. Okay. You can't be lonely when you're helping someone else. Ah, that's a beautiful quote um it actually was i was um a economics and religion major in college and i was feeling in the dumps at one point and i went to my religion advisor and i asked him and that was what he said no one can be unhappy when they're doing something for someone else mm. and i took it to heart i started doing volunteer work and i've done it all my life and i really do think that's a formula for feeling better about yourself because you're helping others and usually you're meeting other people and uplifted by that experience Mm, love that so true and especially like how you said feeling down in the dumps feeling sad or anything like try going out and helping someone else even looking for a local place you can volunteer in you know right okay these two kind of go together but i'll just say the first one first do your best and let it rest Oh, my tombstone. No. <laughs> Remember, I, 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 I have, well, I, I've always said my tombstone will be, here lies Mark. He did his best. Now it's time for him to rest. But anyway, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, on a more uplifting side, that dates back to when I was growing up and I started playing golf competitively. And it was a very difficult sport on your psyche because every day would be up and down. And so often you didn't know you'd go up on the first tee and you might be horrible. And so every day I had to just kind of console myself with, you know what, I tried my best and, um, you know, it is what it is afterward. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd say an interesting story that leads at the end of that. Uh, and it's really timely right now. There was a woman, Naomi Judd. I don't know if you've heard of her, but um, they she just passed away, um, sadly, actually, because she committed suicide. But she had a, and, and my regret there is I never told, I always wanted to write this story to send it to her and never did it. Um, and the reason was she had a song, the Judds is the sing, country singing group, but the song is called Guardian Angels. And at one time in my life, my law firm was going bankrupt I had three young kids, no job. 
I was terrified to the point where it was winter in Boston and I chopped down the trees in our yard and bought a wood stove because I was so afraid that we wouldn't be able to heat the house in the winter. So at least we had wood and a stove to stay warm. But the reason I say that is I was going in at 5 a.m. every day. Then one day I'm driving home from work and it's raining and I'm just trying so hard. And the song comes on, Guardian Angels. And at one point in the song, it says, when you're t feeling tired and you don't know what to do, Louise just says, just do your best. We're awful proud of you. And I pulled over and I just started crying. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, the song doesn't actually use Louise. That's my grandmother. But that's what I thought of was that, you know, my grandmother was there and I was doing my best. And that's enough. And sometimes you just have to stick with that and know. And also know that your family knows you're doing your best. Mm -hmm. And I feel like at any age, that's the message is try your best at what's important to you. Mm -hmm. And then move on, right? Mm, I'm gonna cry. Oh, okay, Jewel. I was hoping so you would. Sweet. No, <laughs> I'm actually so glad you told that because that was on my mind on what's the guardian oh. angel story. Because I know you've told me that story, okay. and it's so beautiful. So I'm so happy that it just naturally came about. Uh -huh. And that in my life, I was obsessed with with getting A's on tests, it's a little over the top, and. I would freak out after I took a test. And my dad was like, you did your best. Let it rest. There's not many parents that try to get their kids to lower their standards, but we were having to try that because what we wanted was a happy child. Yeah. He's like, it's okay to get a C. <laughs> okay, then my one that goes with that is have faith that doing your best is always enough. Yeah. And that's so that, that goes with your guardian angel yeah. story. But there's a third one that goes yes, with that. Yes, bring it. Going back 2,000 years, of course, because I live in ancient history most of the time. <laughs> but there was a um, Roman philosopher, it's called Stoicism, which interests me. Marcus Aurelius, if you like the yes. movie Gladiator. So I have to go back to movies all the time, too. <laughs> but um, the philosopher was Epictetus. And he, I have his quote in a picture on my wall that I always remember it because what he said was first decide who you will be then do what you have to do and I just mm -hmm. found that very inspiring that it's the idea of do what you have to do mm -hmm. you know make your decision set your course take action very often you have to switch gears you know things might not work but you got to set your course and decide who you will be where do you want to go in your life and set that course and stick with it for a while. Mm -hmm. So do you feel like like advice for someone that's thinking like, well, who do I want to be? Like how to discover that kind of. Like for me, that requires like reflection, like journaling. Right. I have to just kind of like tune out the outside world and really think for myself. What's the answer to that? I don't know if you did anything. Well, you know, it's funny because going back in time, I did do, you know, um, journaling in my own time. And, you know, I think the thing I used to do, not as much anymore because I'm so old, but um, it was to, to sit to sit there and like think, where do I want to be in five years? Mm -hmm. And is what's happening now really that important five years from now? Mm -hmm. And that kind of had me put things in perspective. But also I tended to think you can look ahead five years and think, where 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 would you like your life to be? So I didn't try to look at the whole thing mm -hmm. um, going full circle to where we started. 
that whole idea of using your talents well and being happy. I felt like those two kind of come together mm -hmm. to guide you, but it's tough. You have to feel like you have to figure out what's important to you. Yeah. And just going off to you since you were kind of going back in time, like when you and mom got married, then immediately had my brother Nate. And I remember you had told me there was a time where like you were eating McDonald's, you were like scraping dollar uh -huh. bills to get by. And I always say that you guys are such an inspiration because like then you went to law school and now your life seems like really great life together. It's just crazy that like now you can like eat out to dinner when you want. But then back in the days, I'm like you were scraping dollar bills. And, you know, maybe the beautiful thing about life is I, I think, you know, there are different endpoints and goals you have, but it is the journey. So starting out, um, I mean, to think of when we got married, you know, my wedding ring was $40 and we had to pay it off in four installments of $10 a month because we didn't have $40. Or like wow. you said, the birthday party at McDonald's was $30 and we had to save up for three weeks to be able to put on a birthday party, things like that. But wow. it was the journey. Those are not bad memories. Mm -hmm. You know, it was um, working hard sharing your life with someone um, and ha again going on a journey and having a thread to it like build a family and build a career and you know develop the friendships along the way I think that's the beauty mm -hmm. of it wow that's amazing well I have two final pieces of questions well you exceeded my list so these are going to really <laughs> catch me off guard then did I okay. get everything on Everyone, your we list co we covered everything I had yes <laughs> he knows what what golden nuggets I hold on to because <laughs> I only have a few <laughs> There we go. I got him. Okay. One is, a, I think you guys will have to let me know. A lot of my listeners are like 25s in their 20s. Or even if you think next generation, would you have a piece of advice for people? Boy, that's a great question. Well, okay. You know, a piece of advice that I might not have ever shared with you, but it always guided me well was in my journal going back to, um, high school, college days was at the top of almost every page, I wrote down no regrets. Mm. And, and then I would, on the other side, I would write, always look forward. And I feel like those two thoughts were good for me. And I think good for someone in their twenties, because on the one hand, you don't want to look back, like you don't want to make decisions and then have regrets about it. You know, you want to go for it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if you've always wanted to go to Europe, figure out how to make it happen. Um, that yeah. was my no regrets thing. Yeah. Um, and then also always look ahead. You know, um, in the book Lonesome Dove, another country one that's very good, but there's this one scene where the sheriff makes a horrible decision and his family gets killed and he's crying and is devastated. And the old cowboy says to him, yesterday's gone. Sometimes you just have to ride on. And I mm -hmm. feel like that's so key that, you know, don't look back at things that you screwed up on. Don't dwell on them. Just ride on and, you know, um, live your life. Yes, I love that. That's great. Ride on. <laughs> you keep saying cowboy stuff. Maybe you there guys you will move down here, trying to get them a house down here. Okay, then second is since this is posting on Father's Day, either advice for a father or just parents in general. Like kind of bringing it to like a parenting perspective. Oh, interesting. Okay, well, two things come to mind. <laughs> I used to teach at Georgetown, and I, I had a message for all the young lawyers, and I think it resonated with a lot of them, which was I always said, treat your family like your best client. Or if you're a business person, treat your 
family like your best contact at business because you, sh- you don't want to have a life where um, you have a meeting that takes precedence over having um, a family dinner. So I used to, I coached sports for all the kids. And if my office tried to have a meeting during a time when I was supposed to be coaching, I would just say, sorry, I've got a meeting. And Mm -hmm. that was it. And I feel like that was always good as a parent to really put the kids first and make sure that was, again, in my no regrets theory, I did not want to sit at graduations and think back about what I wish I had done differently. Mm -hmm. So that's the thought for the parents. And what was the other thought for? I guess that's parents. It was fathers or parents. Okay. Just overall. So we covered it then. Well, just while you mentioned graduation, a uh, funny way to end this is I felt like at my college graduation, we should have walked across stage holding hands because my dad helped me through college. Like <laughs> I would send him a paper or literally every single paper and he would help edit them and change them and do this or that. So after college, I, I hugged my dad and said, we did it. <laughs> Well, I should certainly learned a lot with Julia's marketing major, and I'm <laughs> pleased to this day with the things I learned. So thank you, well, Julia. I'm grateful that you are so smart and could help me. Well, she's made this a beautiful Father's Day to share with her and with all of you. So it's my first podcast ever, so forgive me if I really stunk. Oh, and before we close, I did think of one more piece of advice that you were the first person ever to tell me, and to this day I repeat it so much and I was getting I was taking my driver's license test and had to do the parallel parking and as I kind of touched on before tests really got me anxious because I am such a perfectionist that I would just want to be amazing and get a hundred and do great so then with taking this test I would literally like feel like I was shaking because I had to pass it the first time and I was in the car with my dad and he like felt me kind of shaking and he told me jewel there was a time when something 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 and my advice to you to repeat to yourself is be still and know that i am god and i would repeat that to myself and it calmed me and to this day if i feel anxious that just like has stuck with me it comes in my mind and i and i repeat it to myself and it calms me It'll be interesting to see if any of your listeners knows where that verse came from. It might be from the Psalms. I don't know. But it's interesting to hear Julia talk about that super high level of anxiety and how one phrase could bring calm. But I was experiencing the same thing. I was absolutely terrified of public speaking through all of high school, college. I would be sick from school rather than give a book report. But I knew I had to get over it. So after, while I was in law school, I started going to nursing homes on the weekends and I would do um, church services for the, um, you know, the people that were super disabled. So, but I was so scared. And so the first time I went, I'm practically shaking and there's this old woman and the kind that goes to show wisdom can come from all corners. Mm -hmm. And she was the piano player who would sing a song in between my, um, talk whatever it was readings and talk and i she and i said to her i'm so scared and she said always say to yourself be still and know that i am god and you will be at peace and um, her name was sylvia so um and i've always stuck with that and it really does bring peace so hopefully other people will um, try it and find it helpful and maybe one of you will figure out where it came from (laughs) 
And I hope that that brings you peace today and that you can take some of these nuggets of wisdom with you and share them. Maybe you send this to your dad or this could spark conversation with anyone in your life to get little pieces of advice or maybe think back on advice anyone has given you and even uh, inspire you if you don't talk to them to maybe write them a note or give them a call or text them and really let them know that their advice has stuck with you. So thank you guys so much. Happy Father's Day and thank you, Dad. Thanks, Jewel. Ciao.